On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get a big home opener win against the Memphis Grizzlies. How does Luka Doncic make it so easy? And what have we learned about Christian Wood through two games? Talk about all that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavs. And welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager of the Locked On Podcast Network. Letting it ride. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know. Give me one thing that stood out to you in this game. Could be Christian Wood. Could be Luca just going at every Grizzly. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And joining me. As always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. The home opener, Oliphant, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I'm back, baby. I am back. The Mavs are back. The Mavs are back in Dallas. Yeah. What a fun time. Yeah. Got, got back uh, from the ro- little road trip, family vacay up in Colorado. A lot of fun. Uh, enjoying some cooler temps. Rolled into town around 2 a.m. Temps. Hit up a T-ball game this morning with my love son. It, like, love it. Love to skip this game, but you know what? You no, want to play baseball? kid? Bro, we pulled in 12-hour drive at 2 a.m. It's like, let's wake up at 8 for a T-ball game. <laughs> and uh, and then the Mavs home opener tonight. So it was a lot of fun. Just took off my credentials, so I know that's a big deal. And uh, <laughs> and here we are celebrating. Uh, Felt so good to be credentialed at the game. <laughs> I wear mine to sleep. And and here we are celebrating a good what a perfect home opener. Just a just a perfect home opener. And uh yeah, man, there's so many angles to it, but it's a lot of fun. Can we talk about on the YouTube stream how you and I are like like the light and the dark completely? <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. My lighting is never like yours, but I don't know why. I literally have it set down in the chairs. Should I, should I turn over, it off mine off? <laughs> Go to the dark. For over a week. So uh here we are, though. Dallas Mavericks get the win. An incredible, honestly, incredible looking win. 137 to 96. Mm. Like, just look at the game flow chart from, from this game, and it tells you a lot. The Mavericks uh, always led. They had a, they Their largest lead was 42 points. Grizzlies never led in this game ever. The Mavericks uh, never led. No lead changes, anything. And Luka only had to play 29 minutes. Just about 30 minutes, let's say. 32 points, 7 boards, 10 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks, hit 4 threes, 4 of his 5 free throw attempts. Isaac, why was it so easy for Luka in this game? I mean, I don't know if it was the stage. I don't know. I mean, we have to say this off the top, too. You know, this is the second night of a back-to-back for Memphis. Um, so, I think, you know, thanks however for, you want to say. Thanks for you being the one to couch it, because usually I'm the one that couches these nice wins. and People get well, mad at well, me. It's still a really nice win. I just you just gotta say it because yeah. you know some people are saying hey, it's a schedule loss. However you feel about all of that, 
Um, Memphis they had, did look very slow. Memphis had played three games in four nights. There was a, they were on the second night of a back-to-back. They played in Houston the night before. It was a tough game. They had to play all the way into the fourth quarter. Like It was a really tough game for them. Uh, and then their flight was late, too. So like it was a late flight. They had already played a bunch of games. Like I, I know, cry me a river that the, the private jet was, was late for the, the, the Grizzlies team. But all that stuff adds up. They were also still without Jaron Jackson Jr. and Zaire Williams and... Dylan Brooks was supposed to play in this game, but he was a late scratch as well. So they were essentially missing three starters. It was just a, a lot of things going wrong for the Grizzlies. But the Mavericks, I mean, that that's not a 40-point difference. No, no, no. No. So I, I just wanted to get that out there really quick. Yeah. Now let's turn the page on that. All right. We'll <laughs> talk about I, how I extended it, of course. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, how, how Dallas just dominated this. But, <laughs> I mean, the first quarter from Luka is probably in the top three quarters I mean, for him that he's ever played. That... I mean, 21 points in that first quarter. He's 8 of 10 from the field, hit three threes. Um, you know, he had three assists, four rebounds. Well, I mean, he just did everything. And it was full on. We know how much Luca loves the moment mm-hmm. of big games, fun games, entertaining games. We got a Luca grabbing the mic before the game tonight, the home opener, and welcoming fans to the arena to watch the Mavs and, and, he, and he, all of that. He grabs a mic and goes, I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavs. <laughs> um, you know, broke out a new colorway of his shoe, the Georgetown Whoa. PEs. Um, it's just, you know, it's a fun night. The home opener for every team has a certain buzz to the in the arena. They announce the whole roster. Just a lot of fun stuff. So for Luka, Luka the entertainer, Luka the fun Luka, this was all for him. And, I mean, the dude just loves that moment, and he delivered in that first quarter. All the coaches wearing Luka ones as well on the on the Mavericks. Yeah, a lot of, lot of the coaching staff, a lot of team employees tonight wearing Luka ones. Luka ones were everywhere tonight. But some of the stuff he did in that first quarter, you know, when they don't have Dylan Brooks, David Roddy became uh, their uh, – <laughs> The irony, real quick, of the da- David Roddy stuff is – one of my favorite things I do is when I get to uh, home games is I love to sit on the away team side, the the front row there or their bench, and watch them warm up because I obviously don't get to see their that team very often. You got there close. early too. You're like two hours like <laughs> before the yeah, game started. Yeah, just watching all the Memphis players, seeing them up close, seeing the routines, all the stuff. And you know, you try not to overreact to anything. But what was the first thing I told you when you sat down next to me? Roddy, Roddy is not looking good tonight. <laughs> I'm not lying. This is before the game. So I'm out on David <laughs> you did. Roddy. You did. And I was just like, everything about it, everything about it. And I don't want to go into all this routine or whatever. But, and then just see him just get absolutely torched tonight. Yeah. And Luca just did whatever he wanted to. But it also shows a weakness for Memphis that they don't really have any perimeter defender. But yeah, I was watching the Memphis versus Rockets game last night. And I could just see, I was like, oh, look at this starting lineup. It's John Morant. It's, Steven Adams, big, big, slow center. John Morant, small, like quick guard. It's Santi Aldama, who's like this, you know, like six foot nine power forward type guy. It's not going to be able to stick with Luca either physically, strength wise, or speed wise. <laughs> like either way. It's yeah. John Conchar, who's not going to be able to stick with Luca either way, strength wise, or speed wise, either. And then it's Desmond Bain, who's not going to be able to stick with Luca strength wise either and and or arms wise for he all, played down the street for all for all the uh the twitter jokes about desmond bain having t-rex arms today i thought were hilarious but he just made everything look so easy in this game he could just he could attack every single player on the grizzlies lineup and when he can attack every single player in a lineup 
then everything opens up for the Mavericks. It's it's the driving kicks. It's everything. It's Luka post-ups. It's Luka drives. It's Luka step-back threes. It's everything. And then when he hits a couple of the step-back threes, everything else comes together. We saw fun Luka. I mean, we saw fun Luka skip to the bench after a three. I think that was in, like, the, the third quarter. Uh, but he, I mean, he was, like, skipping around. Uh, but even, like, the David Roddy thing, like, this dude is supposed to be, like, the was, football player. That was He's first so- quarter. He's so like broad in his, you know, he's such a built like dude. And Luca killed him at every level. Step back three yeah. in his face. Dirk fadeaway in your face. Then the most telling one of all was he just bully balled Roddy to the to the basket. And it's like, get out of my way. I'm gonna shoot a layup. <laughs> it was just that type of zone for Luca tonight of and I mean you pointed out too, Laravia was just barbecue <laughs> chicken for him too. Of like, hey, if Roddy or Laravia is on Luca, it was bad. He, He's like, man, I, I got this. And that's that's MVP Luka. That is top three, top five player in, in the world, Luka Doncic. It's as if Luka was offended every time LaRavia or Roddy yeah. guarded him. It's like, really? These guys? It reminds me of the, the Larry Bird when they would have like a white guy guard Larry Bird and he'd be like, how can you guys put a white guy on me? Like, you, just, you just bring that up. It just felt like Luka was just offended every time. Uh, and he dominated in this game. He uh, joins Mark Aguirre, Jim Jackson as the only players to score 30-plus points in each of the first two games of the season for the Mavericks. Jim, ja- Jim Jackson, get this, 74 points in two games to start the season for the Mavericks in uh, 1994. He scored 37 points in the, both the first two games. That was wow. That's a nuts start to the season. Luka had 67 points. He played 81 minutes in those two games. Luka had 67 points in 66 minutes over these first two games. Just an incredible run. Mm. Mark Aguirre uh, had 60 points in 74 minutes in 85. Cedric Sabalos had 61 points in 2000 in the first two games. Mark Aguirre had 60. Dirk was like not part of this group, which I found interesting. Dirk, first two games of the season, 57, 55, 55, 52. He did you know 51. He had that a bunch of times, but... Was not up there with the top five. You never see these like stats about the Mavericks, and Dirk is not part of them. Coming up, let's get into Christian Wood. He had another good game coming off the bench. Are the Mavericks playing him a little bit more? Do we know a little bit more about what the Mavericks think about Chris, about Christian Wood and what he's going to mean to this team? We'll talk about that coming up. Before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines inside and outside and all around sports. I hope that you bet on that TCU game in whatever way ended up being the winner because, wow, that was a wild one. There's Everybody in the press row that I was at was talking about uh, TCU and that comeback in, in football. So you can go check that out. You can go check out a whole bunch of different uh, NBA props as well. Lakers versus Blazers on Sunday. Isaac, I know you're going to have that one like right on your TV. Yeah, I can't wait. Who, what's the spread? Uh, where is it? Who's the home team? Lakers. Oh, Lakers, but it's not going to be about, about a lot. It's going to be like three and a half. Lakers by three. He got it. He got it almost exactly. Ooh. You can go check that out and more. They have futures as well. Luca MVP odds. Mm. They have that. Go check it out. It's been online where the game starts. All right, Isaac. Christian Wood played another really good game. Christian Wood becomes the first player in Mavericks history to score 50 points in his first two games combined as a Dallas Mavericks, so not to start a season, but his first two games as a Dallas Maverick. 25 points, 12 boards, four of them on the offensive end, three assists that I thought were all impressive. 12 of 14 from the free throw line. Oh, Let's yes. Go. Good, good to see the man turn it around from the last game. Only took three threes, just hit one of them. 
And so his Love domination it, yeah. came in a different way than what we had seen in game one. Love what I'm seeing from Christian Wood in both games. Like this is the role, you know, they envisioned for him is, hey, be the six man, come in. I mean, Jason Kidd said it multiple times tonight in the postgame presser. Come in and do what you do. Like get buckets, score, and embrace the six man role and come in on feast feast on these second units. The minute distribution is right around what uh, we we've been saying on the spot, like yeah. what we expected. You know, JaVale played 13 minutes tonight. Christian uh, Wood played 25. Like, we all knew McGee was going to be this spot-starting center like Dwight Powell playing 15 to 18 minutes a night is what I I thought JaVale might play. And JaVale's still getting, like, he's still finding his groove and stuff to start the season. But Christian Wood playing 25 to 27 minutes a night probably. Dude put up 25 points in in 25 minutes. Like, this is the version of Christian Wood that, you got to have in this six-man role, and he's doing it so far. And they had about seven minutes of garbage time. <laughs> like, yeah, it, like right. Think about like all these minute totals. If you're just gonna look at a box score, if you didn't watch the game and you just look at this box score and say he's only playing 25 minutes again, like why is Jason Kidd not getting it? You you probably just like want to pull your hair out. Jason Kidd found extra sp- spots to bring in Christian Wood a little bit earlier than he did in Game One. I thought. I thought he, he put him in a little bit earlier. I thought he didn't do the thing where he brought in Maxi for JaVale McGee right away to start the third quarter. He played you know, Christian Wood a little bit more, and Christian Wood played more minutes than Reggie Bullock, who started. He played more minutes than JaVale McGee, who started. He played, you know, like more he played two less minutes than Dorian Finney Smith, who usually like leads the lead the, the Mavericks in yeah. minutes played. So this was a different type of game, and I thought Jason Kidd tried to insert Christian Wood a lot more. So for those asking after game one, why can't Christian Wood get more than 24 minutes? He got more than 24 minutes in this game. And there was garbage time with like the last seven to five minutes. None of the starters were playing at all. Like we got full. How many minutes did Dwight Dwight Powell Powell played seven minutes? So Dwight Powell played seven minutes. So that means that's seven minutes. Christian Wood was not on the court at to end the game, like straight minutes. Yeah. So those seven minutes, you know, at least a couple of them probably would would have went to Christian Wood. Maybe a couple of them would have went to Maxi. Probably if it was like a closer game, uh, something like that. But it, it's you know when you look at the combination of him and Luca together, you know he sat down at the podium tonight post game, and smiling. my first question, yeah, smiling. My first question to him, just starting the whole thing off, I just said, Christian, you look like you had a lot of fun out there tonight. Like what what is it? What's it like playing with Luca? And, you know, he just lit up smiling, man. He's like, it's fun. He's like, it's hard <laughs> to even, like, describe. He it made a slight reference to last year playing against him, but it's like just being able to play with him. He talks about, you know, that the play. The, yes. The Luca, the Luca block on one end brings it down behind the back on Ty, Ty's Jones. It's like basically it went back to Duke and came <laughs> back. And he throws the lob up to Christian Wood. I thought when he threw the lob, it's going to be too high. Christian Wood catches it one hand, throws it down. They both scream together. It was just so much fun. But he's asked by Callie Kaplan, Dallas Morning News, after the game about that play. And Christian Wood, like, this is just one of those moments of like, how does Luca do He's like, yeah, yeah, Luca told me, you know, to, we're going to do this, like coming down the floor. Like I'm going to get into the paint and he told Christian Wood to get to the dunker spot. I'm like, what? Like in in mid play, like in mid driving the ball after he blocked Brandon Clark has the ball dribbling in transition through like traffic. And like he, he says that. And I think we're all sitting there like what? Like, and then Callie follows up with, well, when did he communicate that to you? And he's like, 
I work as we're coming down the floor. We're like, what? Look, how how do you? How does this even work? <laughs> oh man, it's just they have a lot of fun playing together, and yes. I think that that is something really cool seeing Lucas say post game. I think he's gonna be, you know, it's only two games, but I think he's gonna be really good for us. That that's that's telling, and that's a lot of fun. You can tell on the court and through the first two preseason games, the the game against the Suns and this game. When Christian Wood plays with Luca, he's like on his best behavior, like leaning forward in his seat. He's like, I'm gonna do everything right. I'm gonna be every you know, everything this team wants me to be. And it's not that when Luca's not on the court and Christian Wood's out there, he's just like doing whatever he wants and all everything, but when Luke is on the court, he like knows it's all right. This is business. Like this is yeah. this is my ticket for more minutes on this team, for a bigger role on this team, for potentially starting on this team. Like this is my ticket right here. Is these minutes right here that I play with Luca, and we saw Christian Wood play, you know, a really good game. He only, you know, he he got to the free throw line fourteen times in twenty five minutes. He gets fouled a ton. Like the way that he, he does, just yeah. plays, like the way he can dribble the ball, the way that he, you know, catches the ball in. Uh, traffic that that's a lot of these fouls that he's getting is he catches the ball under the rim and sometimes he finishes sometimes he doesn't but he gets fouled a ton in those situations and Memphis was like slow to recover on so many things so many things tonight and he was just taking advantage of it but this is now two games in a row with double digit free throws we haven't seen that a lot from from Mavericks teammates with Luca and that's just a huge thing they got in the bonus pretty early on like they just so many ways that they can take advantage of that it and for I think the starting thing is just like dumb. I think it's a dumb conversation for like for fans in the sense of like why why do we want to argue so much about if Christian Woods going to play 25 to 30 minutes a night. Be careful saying it, fans are dumb. I don't know if that's a thing. No, I'm not, but, I'm just saying any of us. Oh god, here we go. I just I don't understand like what does it matter if <laughs> because I feel like it's still like a conversation of like why isn't he starting? This is so dumb. Like, who cares? Like, if Christian Wood is playing 25 to 30 minutes a night, putting up big-time points, this is awesome. And JaVale's playing, like, 15 minutes a night. Like, what's wrong with that? And if you're winning games, like, I think that's cool. Why? I don't understand why the starting thing is still a conversation. Like, I think it's awesome that he – I've been a huge fan of him at being coming off the bench as a six-man role. Like, I love this role for him. He played Great. closing minutes against the Suns in game one. Right. Like, yeah. It's not like he's just being discarded and underused and just completely pushed to the side by this team. He's being used. He's playing with Luca. He's he closed the game against the Suns. He, I guess, technically closed the game in this one because right before well, yeah. he, right before he went out, that, that was, you know, the garbage time happened. So uh, the, it's like they're they're using him. And it's like if that works better, if that works better for his role and for his minutes to, you know, to coincide like that, then. I don't think it's that big of a deal either, especially if they were underusing yeah. him. If he was not playing with Luca, if it was so obvious, then I would say, all right, then there's a problem. But I don't think it is. The the one thing for him that's going to be the discussion for a lot of fans and media and everybody is closeout games during in tight games because that's where we're going to see them prefer Maxi at times in yeah. Maxi's defense. Can Christian Wood gain enough trust with the Mavericks? Improve that he's not a defensive liability to close games. That's the biggest question for him because 
Maxi, because when it gets close in games, you know what's not going to happen? Christian Wood isos. Christian Wood no. step back threes. No. Christian Wood, you know, all this different stuff, clear out for Christian Wood. That's not going to happen. It's happening right now in second units, but it's not going to happen at the end of close games. It's gonna The ball's going to be in Luka's hands and saying, Luka, go get a bucket. What's going to be asked from that five-man role? Saying, hey, either set the pick and you know spot up or drop, roll to the basket or hit an open three. Maxi can do that. And he could play defense. And that's why Dallas is probably going to prefer him to close out some of these close games. But if Christian Wood could prove that he can play defense and not be a, just a black hole and taken advantage of defensively, then, then that will be, you kind of understand it. Then that's going to be the biggest question right now is who closes the games from that spot. Couple of reasons why the Mavericks won this game. Um, they dominated on the boards 52 to 29. They had 52 rebounds, and the Grizzlies, who normally are a really good rebounding team, had 29. Grizzlies usually offensive rebound the mess out of teams, and they only got six, and the Mavericks got 15. The Mavericks scored 27 second-chance points. The Grizzlies only had 11. Like, that right there is a reason why they won the game, but there's so many other reasons. Like, three-point shooting. The Mavericks shot 43% from the three-point line. They shot seven of 11 on corner threes in this game. Like, they just dominated in those areas that they normally have to win like on, on slim margins if they win these areas then they can win games but they dominated in these areas yeah um let's go around the roster other players that stood out to us i think uh i thought dinwiddie had a really good game and he's just playing within him like playing within his himself in the game 15 points only two assists two rebounds had a couple turnovers but hit three threes like he continues to shoot the three ball really really well which is going to be super important for the maps yeah, I think he's still trying to find his, you know, I mentioned this in the preseason. This is a different role for him, right? Yeah. Like this last year, he came off the bench in those games. You know, when he came over in the trade, he came off the bench. He was the third ball handler. It's a different type of role, you know, coming off the bench as that score backup point. Now he's starting line said Luca. And it's like, hey, this this role is defined for you basically by Brunson. But he's not the same player as Brunson. So I think I feel like at times he's kind of too much in his head about trying to be this secondary distributor. When do I find, you know, ways to be to press on offense and actually like do my thing? And so I still think he's adjusting to that role. He hasn't been horrible, but he hasn't been like awesome either. So I think it'll take a little bit of time. But I can we talk about the pass to Dorian from Luca real quick? <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It was a pass. I think I honestly do believe Luca. I think somebody could see the, the quote on, on Twitter and be like, oh, he's just kind of bullcrap and whatever. But, you know, he was asked by McMahon about that, about this. You know, Luca does the the spin move around Jake Laravia, goes up underneath this <laughs> one-handed reverse layup, and he does this. I mean, I don't want to, like, be too, like, I don't even know what the word hyperbolic? is. Hyperbolic? Yeah, sure, hyperbolic here, but. I think it's one of the best passes Luca's ever made. I think it's one of the best plays Luca's ever made. Wow. This one-handed reverse layup that just like spin off the backboard oop to Dorian. It's one of my favorite Luca plays of all time. It it honestly is. <laughs> when 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 Tim McMahon's asking him the question about the play, Luca knows what he's asking. And Luca's like interrupting saying, Yeah, it was a pass. <laughs> and and he's being like flat out serious about it. He's like, no, it was a pass. And McMahon's like, how he makes a joke, whatever. And Luca responds with, I'm paraphrasing here. And I think Tim, you know, tweeted out the quote, but he said, I, I'm not going to shoot like reverse layup and not hit the rim. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And it's just, and you go back and watch it. I, honestly, because Luca's so, such a genius and wizard with the ball, I, I do believe it was a pass. And it's one of the best Luca plays I think I've ever seen. It was incredible. It was, it was an incredible play. I just had to say it. I just, I uh, just love that play so much. By the way, we were talking about Dinwiddie, and you were talking about how he's trying to figure out his role in the offense and made me think about usage percentage. Luca threw two games, 38% usage, mm. which is incredibly high. Guess who's number seven in the NBA? And you Actually, I'll, I'll give him number six because there's one player that's only played one game. Guess who's, guess who's number six? Christian Wood, 35% usage. Like, starting or not, he's being used with, with this Mavericks team. You know <laughs> – you know how you don't get that usage by starting. <laughs> Honestly, on, like I'm, like Dinwiddie, I, I know I'm being serious. Dinwiddie's like, trying to figure out his whole thing right now, and I thought he ran a couple more plays in this, but Christian Wood coming Dinwiddie up. and and Christian Wood and Dinwiddie has a high usage. Yeah, yeah, right. Because Dinwiddie would just be the only one on the on the floor like that could score. Yeah. Um. Anybody else that that stood out to you? Let's see. We got. Uh, hard Josh Green got hurt at the end, and I don't know. I almost asked Kid about it post game, but I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, we, we haven't we haven't heard any updates on that. I'm sure we'll have some by Monday when we do our next show. Um, I thought Tim Hardaway played a little bit more into crunched than uh, in not crunch time in garbage time. Yeah, I mean, he did. Yeah. Then we had then we would have thought he ended up getting eight free throw attempts. He went eight of eight from the line. He was only three of ten from the field. Like he still is just struggling trying to get back into rhythm. But I thought that extra garbage time gave him some time to just all right, just go out there and get a couple buckets. Like just go see, just see it go through the the net a couple times and maybe get some. Uh, maybe get some rhythm in you. Yeah, and I think that's why you see coaches, you know, do that sometimes. Like, yeah. hey, why is this player out on the floor? And it's to try to get their rhythm. Hey, get some shots up. Just get get more feel for the game. Uh, can I tell you one of my biggest takeaways for the whole night? I'm ready. What on God's green earth? Oh, I know what you're gonna say. Is is going on with Power Ranger Mavs man? I, I. It's oh, like what? it's like the Mandalorian and the and a Power Ranger mated. <laughs> and and created this being armor. <laughs> so if you've listened to this show and you do listen to this show, you know my plight with Mavsman. Mavsman is the mascot the Mavericks have that has skin graft a basketball over his skin and is terrifying to all that see him. And so they do this whole redesign. I posted it on Twitter and it's probably everywhere. But they do this whole redesign of Mavsman's costume where he looks like like a rocket man. Like he just looks like he has Power Ranger armor that is meant to go into space. Yeah. Why why would you why would you redesign all of what Mavsman is and not just get rid of Mavsman and start over? Right? Like if you're yeah. if you're restarting Mavsman, you've admit you've admitted failure with, with Mavsman. Also, this whole thing over the offseason where they made like a comic that showed Mavsman's origin and like how yeah. he became Mavsman. And then they just completely scrap it in the first home opener where they're like, oh, he's now a spaceman. <laughs> I Yeah, I have thoughts, but uh, I, I'm all here for Champ. I'm team Champ. Champ is great. I have no Hashtag problems. Champ and I Champ made eye great. contact twice today. Um, just Power Power Ranger Mavsman threw me off. He came he, in jumping over the scores table. He did do a front flip over the scores table, which I thought was incredibly impressive. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, whoever, I just whoever's I in the it. suit is is great, doing doing a great job. But the suit itself, I'm. I also need to know: is the basketball skin under the helmet? Like, if he took the helmet off, is it still basketball? You'll never know. Is it still basketball skin? If he took the, the armor, off, like the the plated armor off his arms, is it still basketball skin? 
possibly. I just wasn't expecting like great value Robocop. And <laughs> That's what it looked like. It, was, it did look like Robocop a lot. And it just it threw me all off. But I guess it's just a way for them to like connect with like younger fans if they keep the comics going. I guess it's like a replacement for Mavrello, which I mean R.I.P. Mavrello. Where has Mav- he's MIA? He's missing in action. Yeah, can we get a PI out? Did they bury they mar- they buried Mavrello back under the arena? <laughs> That's where they found him. I mean, they might as well just put him back. Maybe this is Mavrello. But He's he's in like Krang in the he's like he's like operating it like a suit like a big mech suit. Um. Anyway, back to the game. Tyler Dorsey hit some shots late. Um, he, he he deserves an apology from all of you. Yeah. Shout out to all the people out there. He who had good wa- shots in this one, but wanted to cut him after. Compazzo was there. He was there on the bench. He's they're trying to figure out some visa stuff with him, so he should be good to go in a couple weeks. Maybe maybe next week, but. Uh, he was in the building, got introduced with the rest of the roster. Yeah, no, uh, no Faku, no Frank Nilakina tonight, no, no, no Bertans uh, tonight. But um, yeah, it was a fun night. I mean, for a home opener, you needed a bounce back win yeah. because you had the Suns game. That was a disaster. And you needed this because you got a frisky Pelicans team coming up on Tuesday. Shout out Tuesday is my birthday. So I need that Mavs Mavs win on my birthday. But you don't want to go into playing the Pelicans, you know, 0-2, all that crap. Then you have Brooklyn coming up on Thursday. So got a couple of away away games this week. And uh, yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday should be a lot of fun. Absolutely. We'll have a post game and we're continuing to do our overreactions after two games on Monday. So come back and check out that guys. Thanks so much for listening to lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.